0: It's once again time to get gutsy with Liz Hall and her expert guests on the Gutsy Babe Podcast. Welcome to the Gutsy Babe Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Hall. On today's show, we'll be talking to our guest, Beth Rivelli. Beth calls herself a motherhood story coach because she believes that discovering, exploring, and clearing the stories and interpretations we carry about motherhood shifts us into greater freedom. At 42, her unexpected journey of missing motherhood plunged her into profound grief, steeped in the childless, not-by-choice community. She assumed she would coach women like herself, but digging into the issue led her to realize that childless, not-by-choice women are a symptom of a cultural root cause. This realization paved the way for her blow-up-the-clock program. Blow Up the Clock empowers women still on their way to motherhood to unravel societal notions holding them back. These women, often career-driven, have usually silenced this aspect of life and are awaiting a distant someday. Beth's program helps them discover their vision, bring action to their journey, and redefine someday on their own terms. Beth, it's great to have you on the Gutsy Babe podcast.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Liz. It's so awesome to be here. I'm so glad that we met.
0: Yeah, I'm very interested in this topic and excited for our conversation. I, too, have direct experience with this, so I can so relate.
1: So can you share a little more about how you got involved with this type of coaching? So as you said in the intro, I am someone who missed motherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, At 42, my body decided to shut down. Um, I actually went into perimenopause at 37, and then at 42 into full menopause, which was not expected at all very, very early for a woman. So that left me in a space where I was dealing with years of grief. Um, And I was actually just coming out of my grief of my divorce that I went through at 36. And then on top of all of it, just when twinges of joy started to come back, I was plunged into this. Um, And there's just a wall that you hit that you don't even understand or don't expect, you can never fully anticipate what that feels like to suddenly hit that wall of this thing that you thought about happening in your life, just not ever happening, not in the way you imagined it, not biologically. Right. And so, you know, after many years of working through that grief, um, I really thought once I became a coach, I would coach other women like myself I'm part of a Childless Not By Choice community for women all around the world. Mm-hmm. And I thought those would be my people. And as I was doing writing, so this is the great thing about social media, because it forced me to tap into writing about everything that I was about. And as I did it, it occurred to me one day, which, by the way, happened in Aruba, where I was living <laughs> at the time. So like, it was a great setting for all this to happen, but just... There was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> But I realized, I was like, huh, I am a symptom in our culture. I am not a root cause. What is the root cause? Why is it that one in five women in the Western world, on average, are childless, not by choice? Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, actually, I'm going to say are childless, the majority of those, not by choice. Because some people intentionally choose it, right? Right. They want to be, that's what we refer to as child-free. Correct. And so why was this happening? And as I was writing, I feel I got a divine download. Like this is just, there's stuff going on in our culture that we're not paying attention to. And it got me super curious. So I started looking at that, which led me to a whole lot of findings, which I'm sure we're going to get into, Mm -hmm. but that really is my story of how I got to be a motherhood story coach. I actually, the term itself, which I ne- I don't know if I ever would have come up with that myself, came from a friend of mine who is a marketing person. I was in her marketing group and mm-hmm. she said, you're a motherhood story coach. And I was like, what does that mean? It even took me a while to like feel comfortable holding that title like and adopting it, digesting it, because I just didn't get it because it's so different, right? And the way I like to describe it now is like this. You may know coaches who are consider themselves money coaches or abundance coaches, right? And what you do is you work with them to look at all of your stories and all the things that you have that are holding you back from the financial abundance that you want in your life. Well, I'm doing the same thing with motherhood. What are all the stories and the things that you're holding that are keeping you stuck? And often women are very stuck in this spinning that they don't even realize a lot of times they're in. <laughs> mm-hmm. That are holding them back from getting that thing they want or from even being able to decide if they want it right Mm -hmm. there's just so much cultural uh clutter as i like to call it that Mm -hmm. we are living in and so this is this is what i help women do i help them and on the other side of all of that is an ownership that they didn't even know that they could take there's an agency that they take on it's like oh I didn't know I could do this. Wow. And I didn't realize how much I wasn't paying attention. That I've heard that so many times. So it's it's just super cool to watch them come out of the darkness and their blindness and to like own this in a a completely new way. That's beautiful.
0: Um, I'm realizing that we have so much more in common than
1: I (laughs) knew we had a lot
0: of common, but even more so. (laughs) Yeah. So um I too went into um menopause at a very early age. Um, In my early thirties, I had to have a full full on hysterectomy. Um, And it all started with uh, trying to have children. See, it's the story that you've heard a million times. And I suffered from endometriosis most of my life. And with endometriosis, like the hundreds of stories that you've heard, it's hard to diagnose. I went to I can't even tell you how many countless doctors up until the time I was trying to have, you know, a family with, with my husband. And that's when I finally get diagnosed, come to find out that it was too late for me to even have children. So I had to make the harsh decision of having a full on hysterectomy, right? And then going into full on menopause, and they don't share any of, like, you don't know any of the feelings or any of the grief or even knowing that you're going to go into menopause right after that surgery within like a day after yeah. the surgery. Um, wow. But yeah, it was a hard decision. And we did try for many years. We even fostered a little, two little girls for a while.
1: Mm, wow. Uh,
0: but. I think that what you're doing is, like you said, is from a pain point, right? And when it's from a pain point, you are being truly authentic and you're sharing your story and you are helping other women like myself to mm-hmm. empower us and know that you're right. It is a cultural Issue, and we need to be okay and bring it up to the public and have women say, This is okay. And it's okay to blow up the clock and empower yourself. And for me, I'm religious. So, what helped me, I had to say, Well, this is what my path is. God gave me a path that I have to move forward and accept. And I had to heal myself, knowing that it was okay for us. And we didn't have to have a child in our life to have a beautiful family still. Can you share a couple of success stories about a clients that you've helped? Like sure. right now, you're helping
1: me. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Um, for sure. I love sharing these stories. So I will not use their real names, <laughs> but um, okay, there <laughs> was, was a woman who, I mean, I call these my early adopters, right? So I just started my program for the first time in 2021. And the people that were in my course originally were both powerful coaches people who went through the same coaching program I did people who believe in transformation and live their lives on purpose and right? mm-hmm. people who design their lives and how they want to live them and when I went to them to this one particular woman and I told her about it she said, "Huh she's very a very intentional person she's like "Wow oh, I never even thought about this part of my life before. Like, how did I miss that? Right? It speaks to what's going on in our culture. Okay. Right? That there's just this even an awareness that we need to think about it or talk about it. And she's like, huh, because I realize that I haven't talked about it, or I'm not doing anything about it, giving it no attention, I think I need to join this program. So she did. She was in my first cohort. And she was the person who came and saying what many many women say. Mm -hmm. Why do I have to be intentional about something that should just be natural? If I'd, you know, a hundred dollars every time I heard that. (laughs) And also, this idea of I'm so it's like this fear about this concept of being a mom because, as she would say, I feel bombarded with the image of the tired, exhausted, sad mom. And I don't wanna be that. Like, why should I, this is what I feel I'm up against. And throughout the course of the program, I'll just tell you where she ended up. At the end of it all, she was like, I realize that I can own this. I realize that I can make this what I want it to be. I realize that no matter what happens in my life, I'm gonna be okay. And I'm going to tell you, she does have a child, <laughs> which is how awesome. she she, and her husband now have a child. Um, but that was just so cool to be part of that journey with her. And I mean, I feel honestly like I did so little other than create a container because she's just such a powerful person herself. And this is what's so cool. I get to work with all these amazing people because the, the women who come in are going to be women who have some kind of self-awareness already. They're already people who have been doing the work. Mm -hmm. people who realize they need a little more support to move them forward in this dream in their life. And so that's, those are the people that enter. It's not somebody who's not thinking about it at all. And, you know, doesn't, don't ever look at themselves like that. I've had some women like that come to me, but it Freaks them out and they run away. <laughs> so that's pretty <laughs> much what happens. <laughs> but yeah, so that's one of the stories. Um, I'll actually talk about uh, a woman who just finished doing the program with me. She, an- again, another coach, <laughs> yeah. powerful person, and within the first month of doing the program, and this is not the first time this has happened, she met her person like who she thinks she's going, who she's planning to marry that, that they're already talking about it. Like this happens because when we open up, as you know, we are integrated beings. And if you think of the world or our lives as like a room with doors, the motherhood door gets completely neglected. And often we just have cobwebs that are over it, right? We don't open it until we absolutely have to. And so what I asked them to do, oh, let me go back to this though. When behind that door isn't just a contained room. It is a room that connects to all the other rooms in our lives, right? We are integrated beings and what's going on in one room affects all the other rooms. And so when we're not paying attention to that, it has ramifications for other parts of our lives. So it's not a surprise when women start to open the door and look at what's inside that room, that other parts of their life start to fall into place. It's just, it's not unusual. I hear things like, wow, this has changed how I am in my business. This has changed how I am in my career. This has changed my romantic relationship by just taking the time to pay attention, to do the work that's. Undergo uh, with the things that are going on underneath. Right. It, yeah. When you're listening to your inner
0: voice, right, it does really help. And that resonates with me. So I, I definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what's the procedure for accessing your services
1: and what should your clients expect from working with you? There are lots of ways to access my services. I have different. You know, entry points for people. Um, they can easily, I have an assessment that people can do online. Mm-hmm. It's called your uh, conscious path to motherhood.com. Mm-hmm. You just go there and it, it just covers all areas of your life from health to mindset to community and support to get an assessment of where you stand in relationship to your motherhood journey. Just gives you a view into that. And I also have a text community. So this is if for people who aren't yet ready to talk about it. Yeah. They can just sign up for it. And I send out a text once a week that asks a question they may not have considered to ask themselves. It's just that simple. They don't even have to interact with me. <laughs> they don't want. <laughs> it costs nothing to do. You just. Sign yeah. I up. mean,
0: women are at different stages, right? So yes. Sense of how open they are to it. They're still struggling. Right. Like for yes. me personally, it, it did take me many years yeah. um, to accept that, you know, I wasn't uh, meant. To, I wasn't meant to be a mom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also do believe that you could be motherly in many ways, right? Um, I feel like I'm a mom to my to my dog Charlie,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and also to my friends and girlfriends, right? Um, there's a lot of things that you could be motherly at, and I think that's just for me. That brings me peace. Yes. Totally, um, But you're right. I do want to mention that it is a cultural thing that they put a taboo like, oh, you're not a mom. I mean, I've had till this day, I get, you know, questions like, oh, how many children do you have? Or do you have children? And <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't get offended at all. Um, I, I just say, no, I think we don't have children. <laughs> mm-hmm. End of story and move on. And it's okay. And When I was younger, I was self-conscious about it, Uh, but I think it comes with age and acceptance and not letting someone else, their feelings reflect, right. And project onto how I feel in my life, because I don't feel like we're missing out on anything. Um, (laughs) And I think it's important for, for women to, um, they have to go through that process whenever they're ready for it though, right? Because everyone has their own stages.
1: Yeah, really well said. And I, you know, I think every woman who's gone through what we've gone through would say the same thing. It is difficult and you come up against a lot of cultural barriers. So I'm going to actually on that, I'm going to share the story of what it's been to be a motherhood story coach without children. Yes, please. And what I've had people say to me, <laughs> it's yeah. the same thing. Like as soon as I say what I do and I use that term that they'll go, well, are you a mom? Like they automatically assume that that's who I need to be. Right. I could and see,
0: that, I could see that.
1: And, and and that
0: sucks, but you know what? I think
1: that is actually very empowering for you. <laughs> well, it, it isn't at some points. I mean, I've had to learn how to, because I was struggling to own it myself, mm-hmm. struggling to own, moniker of motherhood story coach like what does that mean and how can I call myself that I mean talk about imposter syndrome right Mm -hmm. I even had two coaches who I respect male coaches say to me well people don't go to a coach they go to a coach because that coach has what they want like you're not a mom why would they come to you and man that I remember just as soon as I heard that I, I just went into like, I got hugely triggered. <laughs> like, I, yeah. you know, And then I was like trying to process through that. And it took me a long time. And it even took me I mean, I would say it took me like, a year or more to really have new perspective on it. It's still I still get twinges of it sometimes. But the thing that really helped to shift it for me was this was realizing that in a culture in any culture, The people that are in the minority, which I consider us in the minority, Mm -hmm. see the intentional and unintentional acts of discrimination. People in the majority only register the intentional acts of discrimination, things Mm -hmm. that are blatant. When you're in the minority, you see it all. And Mm -hmm. so it gives me a, a sight into this world and into this whole concept of motherhood in general, that somebody who has become a mom and just gotten the had the path and got what they wanted that they don't have, and that's not anything against them, it's just what their life is. And I have a completely different perspective and so I could see more clearly what are the things going on in our culture. and I was listening for the things that women are saying of what they experience in our culture in a way, through the Child is Not By Choice community, through women who have struggled with infertility, and then through women who are on their way still to motherhood. And what's interesting about it is it's all the same. It's all the same things that we're all stuck in. It's just we're all at different points, kind of like you were talking about with grief, we're all at different points Mm -hmm. in that journey. And so the women who are still on their way there have this, there's still this hope. And this idea that life's just going to work out the way that they want, right? It's part of that comes with youth. (laughs) Part part of it comes with like not having the experience. And it's hard for them to grasp this concept that I'm putting out there because they're just like, well, I'm fine, you know, I'll I'll have a child, you know, and that's why it takes people who are paying attention and like aware, do the work and are aware of that they need to do the work mm-hmm. to really embrace it, at least at this point. I'll, t- I'll tell you, I have like, I've looked for other ways to communicate with women who aren't in that space. And I finally had to resign, not resign, but settle on the fact that these are my people. Like my people are the deep people, the intense people, the people who do the work, the people who want more. Um, not someone who, who doesn't, it just, they it doesn't connect. Right. It just doesn't connect.
0: Right. Well, that makes sense. I mean, everyone has someone, there's there's so many different types of coaches, right? And yes. I, there could yes. also be another motherhood story coach, but it's going to give a different perspective or different yes. uh, energy. And you're going to attract the, the customers and clients that are attracted to your energy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, well, I'm attracted to your energy because it, it, <laughs> it resonates with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> of course. Um, can you name three things you love about what you do? <laughs>
1: sure. Oh goodness. Um, there's so much. Well, I think one is I get to be fully expressed in who I am and bring all my creativity to bear on everything that I do. You know, and and apart from being a motherhood story coach, I'm going to take it up a level. Being an entrepreneur, being my own boss. Yeah. You know, I get to create my day, I get to create my life, the way that I want it to be. Um, I have always been somebody like who's done that since I got out of college. Mm-hmm. I've never followed like the mainstream path. <laughs> for a while I did, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. And I like, I don't know, at 22, I was like, all right, well, you know, I was in film as a film major. So right there, that was like, you know, hanging out in the basement of the film school with all the people who wear black. You know, we were all like a little bit different. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I ended up getting into. Um, I did that for a few years. I went through a lot during that time. So a lot of career shifting because my mother passed away when I was 23. So mm-hmm. I was dealing with a lot, and that led me into nonprofits, and then which led me to working with homeless youth, which led me to working. You know, in um, somehow then getting into web design and, and everything. So I like being my own boss and I like the freedom to answer your question. Like, I love that. I've always had this sense of, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm not going to follow everybody else's path. And, and I continue to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. But I need, I need to give you one more. Cause you asked for three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think uh, I had, What's the third one? Oh, I know. Just the amazing people that I get to meet in life. I love the amazing, like these amazing people who come to me who who want to change their lives. You know, like it's just who are brave enough to step into the unknown and do yeah. that. It's beautiful. And I could see, and yet you get to see
0: the progress, right? Mm-hmm. You get to witness that. That is very special. I think. For me, I think maybe for you as well is that you are tapping into speaking your truth and that when you're speaking your truth, that just makes you shine. I feel that, um, I, I, like you, I've had many careers and experiences that brought me to where I am today, even with the gutsy babe and with my product Travelies, right? is that I get to speak my truth now I've now sharing, you know, my menopause issues, hysterectomy, being childless and where it's brought me to where I am now. And in the past, I never brought those topics up, right? It was all personal and private, but by speaking our truth now, I just think that it makes life so much sweeter.
1: (laughs) It does. (laughs) It really does. I mean, and that's like, it's, Doing that, I can speak for myself and I'm guessing for most people or maybe all people that when you're in that vein, like your words are aligning with your energy, right? And it just, it amps up your energy. It's like, that's what you're putting out into the world. Um, it, it aligns. I think that alignment is so important. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, Beth,
0: how can people contact you further? Um with information and get, uh,
1: set up an appointment with you. Okay. Well, they can go to Beth Okay. Um, uh, they can contact me through that. Um, and they can also, I have, they can do my assessment online at your path to They can um, find me on Instagram. They can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, <laughs> and DM, DM me through those. And I'm just Beth Revelli coaching in all of those places or just Beth Revelli on LinkedIn. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's easy to get in touch with me. My calendar link is out there. People can set up appointments. Um, I do this. I have this entry level call that I do with women called the motherhood clarity call where I give them an opportunity. I ask them a lot of questions and it's basically presencing them to where they are in their journey right now
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then looking at where they want to go, but more about all the things they're holding inside that and then looking at what might be in the way of getting what is they that they think they want at this point so it's really it comes out they walk away with an action one thing that they can do to start moving in the direction they want can you share one action with me sure Yeah, Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's so many that people take on, I would say one that's really important. I love to call, I call curiously collecting stories. And so in my book that I've been writing, that's a whole chapter. It's actually a whole session in my program where I have the women collect stories from other moms. So because we have all these ideas about what motherhood is and usually not good ideas, maybe they're good, but even so our scope is limited. And when we can really listen to other moms, especially moms we consider empowered, Mm -hmm. it shifts. It is one of the biggest shifts women have in my program because it opens them up to going, well, wait a second. It doesn't have to be this way. It could be that way. That person does it. I could do it too. You know, like my friend, Sarah, she lived in Mexico. I I mentioned her earlier before, but she lived there as a single mom with her child. Uh Uh-huh. You know, and that was a choice that she wanted to make for various reasons. And people are like, oh, she did that. Like, I can do that. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, there's a really cool uh, YouTube channel called Fly the Nest. uh, That is a couple who travel all over the the world. They stay in different places and they have a toddler and a newborn. (laughs) I love that. Uh And it's just more, I think, because in our culture, we can tend to be the child runs the roost. Whereas like maybe in Europe, it's more like the child joins our family. Yes. That that mindset is different. And so here, people getting to see that more, just they don't get stuck in that space then of, oh, I'm going to lose my life. Because that's what a lot of women say. I'm going to lose my life. I'm going to lose my career. I'm going to lose all these things if I become a mom. Well, what if you gain all these other amazing things, right? It becomes an addition rather than a subtraction in their life. And they once they shift their mindset. Yeah, no,
0: that is beautiful. You know, it's funny is that when I thought I was going to be a mom mm-hmm. <laughs> early on, I always had that vision that I would have my baby on a backpack trekking around. <laughs> That's awesome. So I think that I... Like my mom has said in the past that I've always been a natural rebellion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've always done, you know, beat to my
1: own path. And I feel that you are the same, Beth. (laughs) Pretty much. But yeah, it's funny because I've also been like such a rule follower and such a a follower for so much of my life, but at the same time, with this underlying rebellion going on that not everyone always saw. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm the same because I'm a
0: real follower as well. So there's certain little things
1: that were rebellious. Uh-huh. Exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, thank you again. So people can contact you at BethRivelli.com, or BethRivelliCoaching.com, BethRivelliCoaching.com, and that's mm-hmm. R-I-V-E-L-L-I. All right. Well, thank you for joining us and sharing your wisdom,
1: Beth. Oh my gosh, this was beautiful. Thank you, Liz, for the space you're creating.
0: Well, until next time, this is the Gutsy Babe with Liz Hall. Please don't forget to hit the subscribe button with love and ease. Is it hard to go when you're on the go? Well, you're not alone. Travelers constipation affects millions daily. Don't let irregularity ruin your next trip. Try Travelies. It's specially formulated to keep you going on your next vacation or business trip. Unlike common over-the-counter therapies for constipation, TravelEase is all-natural, doesn't produce cramping, and won't dehydrate you. Want to find out more? Go to easynaturalhealth.com. That's E-E-Z-E NaturalHealth.com.